As you might know, God's really been busy the last several days and weeks and years and centuries. He doesn't ever give up. He calls us to come together for a special reason. When you look around, and if you would right now, I'd like for you to look around. Every person means something, something special. And there is an aura that the Bible calls the Spirit of the Lord. And that generates faith, continuity, which is one of the greatest things about gathering together. We are energized by crowds, the world, sports, and other events are energized by crowds, by prestige, by power, by excitement, and etc. There should be nobody more excited than the kingdom people. We know who we are. We know where we are. We know who we live for and with, and we know that he's coming back to catch away a people. There should be nobody with money or prestige or people that give them all kind of accolades because if Jesus can clap his hands about you, promise you, you won't to see the book when it's open. Because the book is going to reveal the fine print that none of your neighbors knew. None of your family knew. When you forgave them. When you changed the course of your thought patterns. This is an awesome thing. It is not, i got to go to church. I am the church. I've got a God that I can go to. And he will wash away all the fears and the worries and the doubts. And so tonight, we are coming in the spirit of faith. And we've got several events. And December is about over. The 30th journey, Christmas, New Year's party, 7 p.m. at the LLC, Family Life Center. Bring your favorite finger food and invite a friend and watch others eat it. <laughs> watch out for others. The 31st is our mission pledge and I am part of the mission field team and I know what it means. My family has been a part of that. Contributions, any con contributions you want to count for 2023 need to be turned in by January the 14th unless you're using push pay. Then it needs to be in by the December the 31st. So please be sure and make a note of that. The January events, New Year's Day, 14th Youth Sunday, 23rd is Ladies United Fellowship, and the 28th is Mission Pledge Due. Let's stand, if you would, and let's pray for all of these other people that cannot be here or 
for whatever reason did not come. And let's believe God for the city, the county, and our state. Father, we thank you today because you are the greatest. There is no God like you. We are praising your name for the opportunity, the thrill, the faith, the love, and the glory.
minute because I want to tell you what the Lord just spoke to me. He said, don't you count me out because I haven't done everything you wanted me to do. The Holy Ghost is in this house tonight to perform a miracle in the mind, the heart, and the body. I want us to pray particularly for Brother R.C. Clark, J.C. Profer, Letitia Mote, Kathy Gillette, Teresa Mitchell, Sandy Holt, Sonia Pace, Carol Stone, the Atterbury family, the Haverland family. They had a son, 41-year-old, passed away. And we want to continue to pray for every preacher in this community and area. And we want to pray that the glory of God will literally surround this area with a canopy of faith. And I'm hoping tonight that the ministry of the word will help envelop our hearts. But let's pray right now in confidence. And I'm asking her to get ready to sing even while we're praying. But the Holy Ghost is coming to every one of us. praise him for what he's already done. cheerful giver and God will never overlook your offerings your tithing and your contribution of personality and spirit to one another Father I thank you for this assembly I thank you for every building on this property I thank you for the glory that has happened to every one of us and I pray special blessing upon this financial side of these people's lives.
lives and those that are listening in online. In Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes it's so easy to be tempted to many different falsifications. I try to take us back as often as I can to the perfected level of Adam and Eve and the realization that they cashed in what could have been best. And they took for granted and lost so very much. And so what we 
understand is from the very beginning of the book, God, man, and Satan. And so these three powers are paraded through this book. And so I hope tonight that I can stir up your thinker. The Bible uses the term meditate upon the law of the Lord day and night. Somehow that gets off to the side if we're not extremely careful. He deals with the fact of how sensitive to that we are to be. He said, if your hand offends you, cut it off. If your eye offends you, pluck it out. For it would be better for you to be into the courtroom of glory than to have had all of the things of this earth. Those are thoughts worth thinking about. When we go to face a day or when we go to the house of God, or when we're dealing with people that are pitiful, powerless, and have no true vision. Without a vision, the people perish. It is one of the responsibilities of the pastor to help develop a vision so that everybody is coordinated as the members of the body under the leadership of the thought patterns of the ministry or the leadership. If any man doesn't preach the word of God, then he is not worthy of the tithe. God makes all of that very clear. Now, I have uh, talked to us, uh, I think it was about two years ago, about Simon Peter and we dealt with him about uh, one of the things we dealt with him was, man, who in the world would have invited him to be a guest speaker at the day of Pentecost? I mean, like, we know what Pentecost was and is. And if we had a guy that was just come off of the rough road of life, one by some people would be scratching their heads. I don't know, Jesus, if you know what you're doing or not. Well, tonight, I want us to deal with the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was uh, uh, obviously a very unusual man. Some of the things that I'd like for us to think about as we go through it, I don't want us to lose our focus just sort of let it lightly walk with you. The Bible makes it very clear. You. I wish you'd sort of look at somebody and say you. Shall be tried as by fire. So the thinking person and the realistic spiritually minded should never I'm not trying to condemn you, but should never say, I don't know why, how is it happening to me? Told you up front. 
you shall be tried as by fire to see of what sort we are. And just so, and I'm not bragging on the position of ministry, but he's the guy that ministry is supposed to be in touch with the whole body of believers and suffer with them as well as them suffering with the rest of the body. But the big deal at that point is that the ministry ought to be able to preach verbiage, nouns, pronouns, adjectives, whatever, and fill them with spiritual faith and confidence. The Bible makes it clear, this is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And he said, I will come to you, and catch this now, in a day appointed. There is an appointment on God's list as to when that's going to happen. And so he says, let me just give you a little advice. In your patience, you possess your soul. Because if you don't patiently wait on him and you get in a hurry, you may literally violate the premise of the promise. The foundation premise in that case means the foundation of the promise. Because faith is the confidence and the power. So... Well, I'm, I want us to look at something tonight and I don't want you to get carried away with any negative thing that you may find the light shining on. I mean, how many of us have found a roach in our pantry? I'm not asking you to tell us who you are. I'm just telling you I know enough about life to know that the most beautiful home has encroachment by various species of things we don't like. I don't even like a mosquito fooling around in my house. Much less a spider crawling across me in the middle of the night. Now don't go to getting weird on me. I'm just telling you that he warned us that in your life, many are the afflictions. Many are the temptations. So the warning is clear. Don't go down that road. If you see something you don't want to see, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of this whole show, because he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. I'm talking about a coordinated body that can catch a ball and immediately throw a guy out on first base. I'm talking about a person that the enemy tells you, you have violated everything of God and that's the reason you're going through all the torment and hell. No, 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 no. 
That's why I said, don't think it's strange concerning that stuff because I want you to see how much power I can give you that you can overcome every obstacle, every lying person, every cheating person, every person that tries to give you a headache and a heartbreak. I'm here to tell you he's in the house tonight. He promised me a while ago while I'm standing here, I'm here. That's it weird and beautiful feeling at the same time. And so thinking about things before we say it, thinking about things before we act on it, is it a God thing? It's critical to the fruitfulness. So, uh, you shall be tried as by fire. Many, the Bible said, are the afflictions of the righteous. He said, and I want to emphasize this. Uh, I mentioned it a minute ago, but he, may, he said, I make the high places low, the low places high, and don't think it strange concerning the fiery trials. Gideon's seeming weak setting. Can you imagine the feeling that went over Gideon when he's called from the wine press, it wasn't like he went to the White House and wrote him a, cab, a, a, a little ta a tablet uh, or a, a note and said, look, I'd like to be the captain of a new group that would uh, fight the enemy. It wasn't like that. The angel showed up in his house, in his setting, and said, I want you to do so and so, and you know the story. And so he gathers 32,000 people. And then God gives him some ministry and he ministers and 22,000 of them leave him. How would you like to have a show of over 20,000 out of 32,000 and then add the other 2,000 to it and then leave him? And so then God gives him another little message to preach. And he loses 9,700 of the 10,000 that were left. Now think with me here about this stuff. None of you have lost any more than Gideon lost. Thirty-one thousand seven hundred people out of thirty-two thousand. If that was your checking account, let's put it where it works. Most of us would feel like, feel like, feel like quitting. But Jesus didn't quit. And Jesus hasn't quit. And I want to inform you, he is with you tonight and he's not going to quit. He is not a quitter. He is a savior. And he's going to save us by many or by few. 
I wish somebody would stand up and give him glory right now. He deserves all our praise. My Lord, I feel a divine anointing on this house. There is a divine anointing on this city. There is a divine anointing on our prayers because they haven't all come to fruitfulness. Don't you dare give up on a prayer of faith you prayed. Now, if you just prayed it out of a, a little brain hemorrhage or whatever, and, and you just said a few words just so it sounded like prayer, no, no, no. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. It's got to get right here. God, whatever it takes, this is what we've got to have. We've got to have revival in Paris, Texas. We've got to have Holy Ghost and fire in every one of our homes. We've got to have Holy Ghost and fire in every one of our teachers. We've got to have Holy Ghost and fire in every daddy or every husband. We've got to have Holy Ghost and fire in that pulpit. We can't dry up and afford to have the, and try to have all the privileges and the promises without the anointing. I'm telling you, there's only one way to have everything when God promised and that is the anointing and that is the Holy Ghost at work the anointing is when the spirit of the Lord is working its work and we got to open the door for that and that's why we've got to think and so then he says meditate on the law of the Lord meditate is to squeeze on it Lord you said you declared, you done it before, and God, we surrender everything, whether we live or whether we die, we are in your hands, but the promise is going to be received on earth or in the glory world. Many of us may never see all of the things we want to see in this earth, but I'm not giving up because I hadn't seen it yet. God called me to preach the gospel in Paris, Texas, and I haven't seen yet what I, I know God wanting to do. I do know this. He's already done more than some people thought he would do, and he's already done some things and changing situations that God thought he would, that people thought God would never allow. I'm here to tell you, He's still God, and I will not ever try to take his place. He is the master mind. He is the master at spiritual development. He is the master at turning water into wine. He is the master at taking a river and parting it so that thousands can walk across on dry land. Ladies and gentlemen, whether by many or by few, hang on. Don't you give up because your friends did. Don't you allow them to tempt you, tempt you to surrender your virtue and your glory and your relationship. It's time for the church to dance. He loves the dancing crowd. And so he said, praise his name in a dance. You don't wait till the singing gets going. You come with a dance in your heart. God, I love you. It may be a slow, slow Watusi type thing. God, I praise your holy name, but dancing is just movement. I praise you. You're the mighty God. You are the promise keeper. You are the one that has the key to everything. You are the one that is the wisdom of all things. You are the love of my life. I will not ever love the world like I love you. You are my my God, 
Oh, I wish two or three men would just stand up and say, you are my God. You're telling him. I'm telling you, but you're telling your brothers and sisters, I've got a God and I will not surrender him. I've got a God and I will not give up on him. I will not run from him. I will run from enemy. I will run from sin, but I will not run from God. Gideon's weak setting. I, I, I can't imagine what the front headlines would be about Gideon. Local church separates and divides. Don't look like he was much of a preacher. Sort of what your headlines would read. Love, the enemy loves to publicize what looks weak. But God said, I use the weak to show you I am greater than any poverty level you might have ever had to live in. He talks about the true riches. Well, that's the fruit of the Spirit. That is the power of the gifts of the Spirit. Those are the true riches. Forgiveness and mercy and love. Those are the big deals. So then, uh, again, I, I, I want to refer again to Simon Peter because I want to flip the whole page over to the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was killing Christians. The Apostle Paul was doing all kind of weird. I mean, if you think that he would have fit in the drug addict crowd, he may have. He may have been one of the worst at doing some of the things. And yet, have you got your Bible? Just touch it, if you will. This guy who was doing so much in the adverse way writes 13 books in your Bible. Well, wow. I don't know who let him write. I mean, man, he was all into everything. Simon Peter cursed. Faced off. And he gets to be the parade leader on the day of Pentecost. I don't know about you, but I, I don't think much can probably happen here with that guy up there. I mean, man, alive. have you heard about him? Well, man, it gets far greater when you talk about the Apostle Paul. I mean, like, I mean, good night, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, just going by physical stature and all. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've heard of a few things he's done, but, uh, you know, he, he, 13 books that, 
he's challenging hell with these people and, and he's sharing wisdoms with these. I mean, who like him can share wisdom with a crowd of people that needs help? Am I making any sense at all? I mean, who would have put him to doing all that church stuff and then writing to preachers and expecting them to follow? Well, what we do know is God said, I will take the weak things and make them powerful. Anybody ever felt weak? Would you join my hand? I have felt so weak on some days and I have felt so poverty live life in my life and I thought, my God, I think I ought to go back to preach. I'll go back to building houses. I ought to go back to the mechanic world. I ought to go back to the phone company. I ought to go back to this, and I ought to go back to that. I'm telling you, the devil don't care how he does it. He wants to afflict your brain. He wants to afflict your spirit. He wants to afflict you. But I'm telling you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I came tonight to tell you that God called you because you count he called you because you can do more than you think he called you because you're going to be a greater light than the enemy ever thought you could be I'm here to tell you he didn't call you because you had everything together he said I will make you over again I will come to you in the day of trouble I will be your God I will be a light in the day of darkness I will be your wisdom and I will put around you a course of angels I wish we'd get about six men right quick to come here and, and these, these two these two gentlemen I'm going to use y'all tonight you know they, these guys here just got here but man they are just jam up and jelly tight okay let's stand right here and and What they're trying to do is there five men that would run to the front and put their arms around these two guys? I want y'all to look while they're coming. These are angels of God, all five of them. I'm telling you, I could talk in tongues right now just as easy as I could preach. I'm telling you, there's a divine anointing. That's what we're about to do for the hurting, the affected, the afflicted, those that are weak in the spirit. We are going to surround them with statements of a concept. You are going to be greater. You are going to do mighty things. The voice of faith is about to rise up and to conquer hell in this county and in this city I'm here to tell you that Jesus be for you who can be against you could we stand and praise his name right now for what's happening
Now, I want these two guys to, I want y'all to pray for them because what's, what's going to happen is this. You're going to experience the same thing because now they've been praying for good people to come. Now you're going to pray the anointing back on them and they're going to walk out of here tonight double blessed because they conquered the flesh and they prayed a new spirit on you and then it comes back multiplied. He said, give and it shall be given. Press down, running over, full of good measure. That's what's going to happen to this whole crowd of seven. We are going to see the perfect law of God that's going to rise up in this generation and powers of hell are going to be running from the house of God. I want you to think with me as you read Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. I want you to notice the breadth that he covers in that little area. Churches and individuals. You want to know why I'm praying for every place in this city and for every preacher in this city? You're going to get the credit for every prayer that reaches them and you may never see what actually happens in the invisible world that reaches over beyond the bars where Paul is writing from prison and writing letters to people that are free but they're not really free. They are still in need and so he sends bread out the prison walls and the prison doors and then we're getting the he is getting the credit for writing all those books. I'm trying to help you to understand that God is accrediting Paul with all of this, but the truth is that God saved Paul. So Paul could do those great things. He is the church. He was a part of the church. You are the church. You are a part of the church. Don't you let one day the enemy ride over you and tell you you're not worthy of this power and authority because that you may have not been as good as you thought and as weak as you you felt like you were so weak you couldn't even get up. I'm here to tell you, you do it by faith and God will take care of the rest. He is a God that is able to do exceeding. I want to say it a fourth time. He is a God that is exceeding abundantly. Don't you let that wear you out. You let that covenant get a hold of you just like you do a glass of water, a glass of tea, or a great steak, or a great setting at the table. I'm here to tell you tonight is a feast night. We're going to walk out of here confident and say, I don't care where any devil is and what any devil does. We've got a God. We've got a truth. We've got a love. We've got a commitment. We've got a relationship. We're not giving up. We're not giving in. All that elementary stuff that the enemy comes up with as if he knows what he's talking about. He's already failed. 
I beheld Satan as fire fall from heaven. He failed in perfection. We're working our way from the perfect level of the Holy Ghost to a level of perfection. And so we look at that. And just the last couple of days, I'm, I've just been, uh, I'm sorry, I just, I'm so excited about this because I've just been ingesting, thinking how this guy affects so many people that he probably didn't ever really know how many he affected. But we know because it's in print. He sent letters to the churches. He did. And he prayed for ministries. And he wrote to these young preachers because he knew what it was like to be on the weak side of life. He knew what it was to be tempted in all areas of life. But he had found a God on the road and he would not give up that one experience for all of the hate systems and all of the criticisms and all. No, no. You are into something that's so much bigger than going to a building. You are coming to the building to work with the great God that put the stars in the sky. You are working tonight with the wisdom that created a universe that man cannot find all the, expor the explore explorations that they're wanting. They have been phenomenal in going out yonder. It, it, can you imagine the three of us going on one of them rockets or whatever that takes to get out there to the moon and just walk around for a while? Well, I want you to know we're going further than that. We're going to rule those things. If you believe the Holy Ghost can get you out of a grave, you don't have to worry about ruling with him in the paradise of the eternal. Mm. Anybody got any questions right now? I mean that you want to publicize? Listen to what Paul says. After I go through Macedonia, I will come to you. For I will be going through Macedonia. Perhaps I'll stay with you for a while or even spend the winter. How would you like somebody to come tell you that? I do not want to see you now and make only a passing visit. I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord permits. But I will stay on at Ephesus until, watch this, Pentecost. The man was doing extraordinary things before Pentecost. Is that phenomenal? Now, when the fullness of time was come, the day of Pentecost did arrive. But it was a promise for a long time. 
Every promise you've got locked up in your mind and heart, don't you give it up. There's a day of Pentecost coming. I said there is a moment of fullness that's going to take place. I'm telling you that that promise that you've got in your heart about your prayers and your faith and come, don't you let the devil steal that. Don't you give up. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Keep worshiping the God of creation. Keep loving the God of creation. Keep loving your neighbor as yourself. Keep worshiping at the house of God. Praise his holy name. Singers, y'all better come. I've been working on this way too long. I I can see it right now. We're just going to have to come back around. Somebody say the promise is already made. I've got a promise. That's it. I want you to hang on to that promise. Because he said in your patience you possess your soul. That means you don't give up your faith because you are weary in well-doing. That's what the book said. Be Be not weary in well-doing. You did well to pray for so-and-so. And the fact that they went further away is probably the fact, first of all, that light scared the fire out of them. A voice from God scared the fire out of them. Maybe a neighbor across town told them, said, you don't want to get with that talking in tongue group. And so we never give up. We keep reaching out. You're my sister. You can count on us. You can count on those people that right behind you. They may not look cool. They may not look beautiful. But they're real. And they believe in the resurrection. And if there is a belief in the resurrection, healing is just as real. Our problem as Americans, we try to put a clock on it. It should have already happened. I can't believe it hadn't happened. Don't you ever let that conquer you. I can't believe. I was hoping that it would happen is okay. But don't you curse your belief. Don't you damn your belief. I believe in the Lord. I prayed a prayer five years ago and I still believe in that prayer. I prayed a prayer 10 years ago and I believe in that prayer. Our God is able, whether by many or by few, by five minutes or five years or 50 years, he is a prayer answering God. And I am here to preach to you a faith tonight that says never surrender that prayer that you prayed 20 years ago for somebody or for something but listen for the rest of the word or the bread could we stand and if it's where you can do it at all I'd like for you to pray for somebody 
and just pray according to this. God, whatever they have asked you for, I want them to know I am joining their faith. Whatever they have asked you for, I am joining their faith. We are going to be known as a people that don't give up.
Oh, pray.